What is up, everybody? Jerry here. <laughs> I'm going to start that over. I screwed that up. Jerry. Man. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Topic Blues USA, your source for all things Everton, American style. Uh, Jerry here again, joining you, recorded from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and also joining me because, you know, it's either that or he has to turn off the, the lights and then he's got no joining you from whatsoever. space joining me. I was going to, I was going to say the campfire space works too. All right. We've got Jake Holton for those of you who are listening, you'll, you'll know his voice. So Jake, what's up, man. Hey Jerry. Uh, not much. Just trying to recover from what was maybe one of the worst Everton showings I've ever seen. So yeah. yeah. Just relived it today. Yikes. The game. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. yeah. Took, took, some, took some notes. And, you can turn it off yeah. after 70 minutes. Let me trust me. Just turn it off after 70 strikes. Okay, match over. What a, what, what a weird collapse. What a yeah. weird, weird. Very strange, but we'll get into just, that. Yeah, we will. But it's very much just like somebody like the little Harry Potter spell and all the bones just went out of our bodies and all yep. of us just went yep. lawn chair. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> but we're going to, we're actually going to start slightly positive. Uh, I don't know if we got to talk about this much on last week's show, but I wanted to mention uh, because it's kind of rad, uh, this new uh, Stars and Stripes kit that Hummel's put out for, for uh, Everton, uh, you know, USA people. So uh, it, I guess it's in honor of, uh, and there's a lot of people who are not US folk who are getting the, the shirt because it's dope looking. Really cool. Yeah. I like it. We have four coming to my house, Jake. How about that? <clears throat> Whole family. We're going to go out super matchy matchy. We're going to be that family. How about that? That's great. So, yeah. Um, were you the one, Jake, who said, this looks good, but I don't think it'll look right on me? Yeah, so uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of how it looks. Um, like, look, let me, let, me, let me preface this by saying it's incredibly cool. Like, it's the coolest thing that – an English club has done for any United States supporters in the history of the Premier League. So Everton mm -hmm. are clearly on board with their United States fans, and it's awesome. I, I really, really, really appreciate the work that went into this by Hummel and by mm -hmm. everyone behind the scenes talking to Hummel. If you know whoever you are, thank you. I really appreciate it. I, I you know, but I think a shirt like this, you know, it's subjective, and it's not the worst looking shirt I've ever seen in the world. But it's not something I think I would wear, which is fine. I think. It's you know, not, I will say this, it's a little bit more than I would normally go. I normally like a little more subdued, a little more, you know, I'm not, I'm just not like flashy dude, you know what I mean? But something um, resonated for me. I don't know what it was. 
Maybe it was the gesture. I, I don't know. I like it a lot more than the US kit that I feel like it was sort of like inspired by. Uh, I, I never liked that kit for some reason. I feel like I'm the only one who didn't like it. I was like, I almost felt like offended the fact that with, oh, a fake denim kit with giant stars on it. Great. <laughs> I remember that World Cup kit and I was the just The 94 like so, kit, yeah. Yeah. I was so annoyed by it. I'm like, oh, that's who we are. Jeans. Let's make it look like jeans. We're know? American, Jerry. That's what we do. Jeans. You know, I was just like, okay, come on. It's not enough that we suck. We just have to make our stuff look like jeans. But this, for some reason, this kind of, there, there was a certain creative flair to it that I just connected with. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So, by the way, Jake, you, you totally just uh, peed all in my cornflakes there. Uh, it's like, hey, hey, I just got a new car. It's a Tesla. Well, you know, the thing about Teslas, Jerry, is they suck. That's just. No, I look, I don't want to I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. I'm glad like I saw the the reaction on social media and it's overwhelmingly positive. And I'm like, this is a good thing. This is a really cool thing. And everyone is really pumped about it. Even our, our friends in the UK seem to be really pumped about it. And they bought them, too. And it's cool. Now, Everton's never allowed to wear those pre-match again because they got shelled after wearing those in the pre-match warm-up. So we're, that's never allowed to happen again. What, what happened with that, by the way? They got shelled. What happened? Because I didn't hear about those. What? Everton? Oh, in the game. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant they took flack for wearing them and i'm like no <gasps> no 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 i was okay. just talking about the match yeah they they're, they're never allowed to wear those pre-match ever again one and done like just can't they break the curse of the everton usa shirts i don't trust everton breaking many curses in in the immediate time frame damn yeah it's cool though. I really dig it. You know, I'm glad everyone likes them, and um, it did grow on me a little bit, but it's still not really my thing. You know, you know what's gonna happen when we hang out, Jake? I'm totally wearing that shirt. Yeah, totally go for it. it. And, go for it. And you're and 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 you're gonna be mumbling at me. You'll be like, "Hey, Jerry, go get me a beer," and I'll turn around. You'll be like, "Shut up!" And I'll be like, "Yeah, I heard that. It's so bad. I don't like it. Too flashy. <laughs> not Jake Holton style. Yeah." Anyway, uh, I like it. My family digs it. Go for uh, yeah, no, that's great. I'm glad. I'm I'm like legitimately happy that it was well received and that it you know it it happened that it happened was really cool. So, by the way, I just want to everybody else out there, just so you know, Jake and I did not discuss this beforehand. So nope. yeah, my, he, our reactions are, are very genuine, <laughs> and so are these tears behind the scenes. Like yeah, we don't really discuss anything. We discuss you know the general layout, and then bam, we're into yep. it. And then we get into it just because we don't have to redo like reactions. You know what I mean? Don't have to redo reactions. It's tough. We're we're not here to be actors, folks. We're just dudes. I wouldn't be a very good one anyway. <laughs> See, yeah, I don't do that. Don't they say? You have any idea? Like, as somebody who's like, okay, that's that's my job is to work with actors. All right, I will tell you, I've worked with trained actors. I've worked with untrained actors. All right, and I'll be honest. If you have the untrained actor play a character similar to themselves, oftentimes they will act the trained actor out of the building. <laughs> I'm serious. So if we have you playing an Everton supporter 
okay, who is a UFC coach. Holy crap. What a movie that would be. Just saying. The movie that would be. Award season. Yes. Jake Holton. Yes. All right. Let's do this. I, I, I think we figured this out. I just want to say it out loud. So, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, so we, we've been sticking to October themes in these uh, in these introductions. Yeah. Um, we've been talking scary movies, but I've already talked scary movies with Jake. By the way, have you seen Seven yet? Have you no. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just say these things for my own health. You know. Just for my own health. I did go looking for it though. I just didn't. I didn't. Hey, I don't that's know a start. It... No, you know what? That is a start. I will take that as a tiny win. Tiny win. Because these days, every tiny win is a good thing. That's just right. saying. So, yeah. yeah. That's right. So we've already talked scary movies with Jake. Uh, so, but we we have not we've not with anyone discussed scary TV shows. Okay, and we don't necessarily mean like ironically scary like the room okay the room the sex scenes in the room are very scary okay just throwing it out there tommy was so just shouldn't be happening okay <laughs> uh and and we're not uh, okay but so that was and that's a film anyway so whatever but basically it is not supposed to be ironic tv shows uh, we're talking about actually intended to be scary television shows. I have a list of a few here. Some I liked, some I didn't like, but I wanted to see where you went first, Jake. If you were the first thing right out of your head, you're like, I really thought blank was awesome. I'm wondering if I've seen it. So what do you oh, got? The first scary TV show that comes to mind. You know, there's not very many like really good ones out there i would agree if you're asking me like i don't know that i've actually seen like a really good scary like a typical scary tv show you know what i'm saying yeah i don't think i have like i i I don't i don't genuinely believe that i've sat down and watched like the haunting of house sale you know was, house. I, yeah. I, I mean i haven't watched that i haven't watched any of the other ones that are supposed to be scary like i just i, I don't know just haven't have you watched that. the new midnight mass by the same guy that made haunting of hill house i have not pretty good pretty good me and my wife are in the middle of it she normally doesn't watch scary stuff okay and so i conned her into watching it um because they you know i just i like the idea because it, it functions as a drama at times which is cool um haunting a hill house does as well okay just throwing it out there but i feel like midnight mass is a solid solid show solid show so far from what i've seen um have you i mean i, I have to ask you have you seen stranger things any of them i didn't know if you were going to count that as a, a scary tv show i feel like it's supposed it's, to be sort of I scary mean, it's, it's, it's got those it's got those vibes it's got those classic 80s you know horror movie vibes yeah, sure. I've seen I've seen every season of Stranger Things, and it's great. It's, you know, I feel like you, I feel I felt like you would like that. Actually. Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah, the acting so, is good. It's it's shot it's shot well. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's. Uh, I started watching. I haven't been able to watch any episodes since, but I started watching rewatching the first season with my oldest because I didn't think the youngest was ready for it yet. 
And uh, and to be honest with you, there's some inappropriate stuff I probably should not have been watching again. There's some <laughs> again, like sex type scenes. Just saying. Yeah. And I actually I actually started watching uh, Lock and Key with them as well. And again, there's a sex type scene, like a makeup scene. Yeah, I, I, it's just it's slight miscalculations. Maybe I, <laughs> an oversight. But, but at the same time, and, and it was actually a little scary uh, to to my boys. Um, but Lucky Key's okay. I feel like it's a little bit more juvenile. I don't feel like it's as much of a mature uh, show compared to uh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass just uh, seems well done. Um, I have to say this show, even though I'm, I don't think I'm really a fan of it, American Horror Story. Um, I saw another the, one. People I swear by about it. That. I saw the first season. I thought the first season was really good and it was really scary. That was my uh, favorite. Everything after that, I was like, eh. like season two was okay. I think I watched season two as well. But yeah. nothing, nothing has gotten close to season one and everything else I was just kind of like out on. Um, yeah. one, one thing I guess you could count, maybe count this. I've seen the Castlevania animated series on Netflix. I saw that all the way it's through. It's really good. It, that was it's good. Phenomenal. That was phenomenal. Now, people, people who don't like anime type stuff, probably not for them. Need not apply. <laughs> but uh, really good. Just excellent stuff. The, the voice acting was great. The, the, the action scenes were great. Like the build up to the end of every season is, is really, really well done. And the way they finish it off was really excellent too. So that I really enjoyed all of that. I'm really behind on that. I only watched the first season. So I've got to go back. I loved it. I just don't have anybody watch it with me. Um, it's, you know, my wife has no interest in that. And it's a little bit beyond my, my kids. Yeah, we, um, yeah. Uh-huh. I still, I still think they would probably be like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cool!" But it's just, it's a bit mature for them. Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, actually, to be to just to say, there's as far as anime goes, though, there's some good scary anime out there. So yeah, there's some really good stuff there. There um, is. Uh, so yeah, um, but uh. Out of all those, right now, you know, I think if I'm going to defend anything, I really like this This uh, Midnight Mass. It's really good. Uh, and I agree with you with first season of American Horror Story. Um, I, I'm not completely down exactly with the way that it ended, you know, uh, that season ended. Um, Stranger Things uh, is just good all the way around. My favorite, though, you know, for a series, I think I'm going to say Stranger Things. That's a good pick. Um, I think for me, Castlevania is slightly above that, just mm. just slightly elevated. I feel like Stranger Things could have ended with that last season. I feel like that would have been a, a fine mm. book end. We're going to get another season. That's fine. I'll watch it. Mm. It'll be fine, I'm sure. But, you know, I feel like there are some times where these shows just kind of go on just maybe a little bit too long uh i have a caveat uh midnight bat mass i have a feeling is going to i'm going to love it when it's finished i love it right now but i want to finish it first also i wanted to say i uh having read a lot of the comics um i don't know that you can consider this a scary show although i don't i think it would scare children um the show preacher 
never, if you're familiar with that, I have been rewatching like first season of that. Um, and uh, it's pretty well done. Yeah. It, yeah, it's pretty well done. It's just a little, it moves a little slow for my taste in terms of what actually happens in the span of an episode. Um, but that comes from somebody who knows what's coming. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. having read the graphic novels and loved them, um, yeah. it's not exactly the way I envisioned, but I don't really care. Uh, pretty cool, pretty cool show. So I'd recommend that. There's definitely some scary stuff that happens in it. You know, it's definitely gory and uh, definitely not for the kids. <laughs> Say that too. <laughs> and a special mention, by the way, to a funny, uh, uh, vampire show, what we do in the shadows. Everyone should. That looks that. good. Yeah, that looks good. It's so good, man. It looks. It it's looks hilarious. Funny. Yeah, it is genuinely funny. Uh, everyone should watch it. Uh, we watch our. We we watch it both on either YouTube TV. We have a like a DVR, but also we watch it on Hulu. So, everybody, if you can watch what we do in the shadows, it deserves a mention. Just saying. So. <laughs> moving on moving, moving on. on regretfully oh no um i'm gonna i'm gonna give you first crack here jake oh, uh, uh I, I feel like you've been preparing the internet for your wrath all day long um got to talk about the game this weekend mm -hmm. um you said you've had a little bit of time to put this in perspective um uh, how is how are your how are your feels on this now? I'm still very angry. Ah, just, gotcha. Just, yeah, no, this is this is the first time I've ever been, I think, <laughs> legitimately angry at Everton Football Club. There's this is uh this is I've season had, yeah. This is definitely not the first time for me. This I've is yeah, so this is season eight of supporting Everton. Now I've been very disappointed before. I've been very sad before. Um, I've felt all the kind of negative emotions before towards Everton. I've felt apathy towards the team before, especially towards the end of last season. I was very just apathetic. Uh, this is legitimate anger. Um, to be up two to one with 20 minutes left in the match and to lose against Watford. This is Watford we're talking about. This is not this is not Liverpool, this is not Manchester City, this is not Chelsea, this is not any high-powered football club in the Premier League. We're talking about Watford. And fair play to Watford for doing this and being able to kick on and really take the the game by the scruff of the neck and go win it. But that's God, it's so bad. It's so bad to be up two to one and then give up a goal on another corner kick, another set piece, zonal marking. It's a mess. It's a nightmare. And then to immediately overload the entire right side of the pitch with every outfield Everton player and just leave every attacking Watford player alone standing just on the edge of your defense, being able to tear you apart super easily. And then it's three to two. And then you basically throw in the towel. Then you collapse completely. You give up another goal, an 
embarrassing goal for four to two, where they just easily pass through every defender and every defender swings and misses. And it's, it's super embarrassing. I, I, I left, I left Dana gardens after four to two. And as I'm walking out, I'm saying goodbye to everybody. I'm thanking everybody. I'll see, it. see you next time. I've never like, I've never like, uh, like flipped the bird towards Everton before, but I gave him the middle finger on the TV and I, I said an obscenity that was, you know, levied at Everton football club. And it was, for those of you who are wondering what that obscenity was fiddlesticks. That's, that's right. What, that's Jake's obscenity of choice. That's right. It was fiddlesticks. It started with an F for sure. Uh, I, I just, I've never been so angry because I don't understand how you can be so spineless that you can collapse to a really poor team at home, a really poor team. Uh, it's just, it's, it's maddening. It's absolutely maddening and it's inexcusable in, in every sense of the imagination. Like I just, I don't understand. Pretty ugly game. Uh, our goals, our, our two goals were nice. Yep. Nice goals. I, uh, you know, the, the Charleston goal was just flat out a brilliant ball by Michael Keane. We'll talk about that. Like you go from that high of Richarlison's back. He scores a minute after he comes onto the pitch and Goodison Bark is jubilant. And you go from that to the end and it's, you don't even understand how it happened. No. So let's try to figure out how it happened. Let's just try to give a little, you know, without like blaming. Unless blame is the answer for a lot of folks. It is. So just want to just want to you know uh because what we're what we're left with here is um we're we're sitting up two one and uh the only thing that really seemed to change and i don't think this i i don't think this is what's responsible for the shift in momentum uh, i just want to clarify it is a mere coincidence uh Around the 76-minute mark, we brought in it will be for Damari Gray. Now, I don't think that's what's responsible. I think that would be really short-sighted to say bringing in one dude brings about the collapse of an, an entire team. Yeah. Okay. It happened. Uh, but their 15-minute um, orgy of excess, if you will, uh, just uh, – yeah. It starts with one dagger, right? Yeah. That set piece, that header by Kutska, all right, um, who wasn't completely unmarked, but he might as well have been. He was he was standing in the middle of the box, and there was maybe somebody like a foot from him, and he just it was easy for him. It was the second goal off of a set piece, which which made it two two. Mm-hmm. Big momentum starts starts happening for them. And almost immediately after that, the greatest striker uh, in, in, in the entire league, oh, God, clearly, so uh, finds himself wide open due to a just kind of a bizarre comedy of players flocking to the left side. It was... I've never seen professionals do that before. I've never FC Cincinnati doesn't do that. 
Okay, that's that's not cool. Don't say They're that. The worst team in the MLS. They're the worst team in the MLS, and I've never seen them do that ever. There were like seven players on that side. That one picture that was floating around Twitter. I'm like, what? How does that happen? Why are you all standing there? Yeah, yeah. You you rewatch the uh, you rewatch the goal, and you know I I will say that um, yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone has flocked to that side. You see, you can actually. And it, it actually, I feel like it happens a few times, man. I feel like it happened three times here in one way or another where we just, we get caught with a 1v1 or a 1v none in front of goal. And it's a, and, and I just, I just feel like it's a panicked, like a, a widespread, okay, I'm not going to sit there and quote the band name. Almost a, a widespread panic in the team. No, not doing it. Huh. Uh, but I mean, but it's a. I think something. I think it was something mental. A mental, and I don't think it was necessarily tactical. I think it was a shit your pants type of moment. And and a lot of them. I mean, do you watch no. Keen on the was it the? It was technically the fourth goal, but fourth it was goal. the third. Just... It was the third goal in that flurry, you know, where it's just Keen, and he's got to keep the man in front of him. He lunges out, right, to block. Josh Keen just back around. He comes back around with the right, which puts him off of balance. Right. <sighs> yeah. He just gets sidestepped. It's shambolic. I mean, these goals are not like brilliantly struck balls. You know, I haven't even seen the fifth goal. I haven't even seen it. I, I know Emmanuel Dennis scored it. I've not even seen it. He just passed it in, man. He just passed it in. I'm sure it was just as bad as the fourth goal. Like, I would imagine it, it yeah, was yeah. similar levels to what, what happened on that fourth goal. My, my no son, my lazy son, defending. My son, was, my son was like, what is Coleman doing there? Because Coleman was the one instead of Keen on this one. You know? I realize it's hard. You're sitting there trying to throw your body in front of a shot. No, I understand it's tough to keep your balance. Like, I get that. It's easier said than done. Um, however, let's take the whole find their humanity out of it and, and mm-hmm. analyze the fact that these are professional defenders. Yeah. Sort of feel like they should maybe be doing better. Yeah, not sort of. Like, they should they should definitely be yeah, I was, keeping their heads. I was playing down my language. I was playing yeah, down my no. language there. <laughs> yeah, no, we, they, don't, they, don't deserve, they don't deserve any kind of, like, qualifiers or nothing like they deserve to be absolutely shredded by everyone for what they did on Saturday everyone I mean it's just a here's a worrying bit for me um we've already seen this once we've already seen this once with Everton this season now it's happened a second time that's precedent we saw it at Aston Villa one goal went in and they completely lost their heads and two goals go in, three goals go in, like nothing, like nothing. And now we've seen it again. That's weakness. That is mental 
weakness, mental frailty throughout the entire squad. So I got a question for you about that. Let's talk about where that starts. Okay. Is this, I mean, this is the kind of thing that I feel like Everton has dealt with in the past, right? Yes. So, I mean, I'll say that Benitez, the, he has, this, this isn't what happens every single time when we go down a goal. No. Right? No. To be fair, that's why I'm, I'm kind of like hesitant to sit there and point at the manager and go, him. You know what I mean? Like, I, we've actually come from behind in this type of instance before. Um, I see a lot of people pointing at players. I see a lot. I've seen some people pointing manager. I've seen a lot of people pointing, uh, beginning to point at like administration, um, and just pointing like at like every different name you can imagine. But I'm just wondering if it's one of those moments where deep breath, right? Mm-hmm. We're pretty thin right now. Yep. We're missing one of our best players in Decore. Yep. We're missing another great player in DCL. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, is that five to two down to Watford? No. Should not. Should not have happened. Right? Should not have happened. But at the same time, uh, I would like to see if this becomes a trend. This has happened another game, true, when we actually had better players playing. Right? Um, let's just see if this becomes a trend. Let's see what happens. I'm not ready to um, go on a blame fest just yet. Um, I do think the depth of our squad is hard to rationalize in any way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty unforgivable thing. And a lot of the anger that I see pointed toward our director of football is not hey, you don't know what you're doing. It's, hey, you're okay with not being given the decisions. You're, you're okay. You're not, you're not expressing yourself and you're not impressing your will upon the club the way a, a director of football should be doing. And you're allowing way too many voices in there. And that they're saying he's just cool getting a paycheck. Hey, talking about this guy. He's right back here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is an interesting complaint. Yeah. And I, I don't know that it's completely unfounded. Um, he must feel like he's having enough of a stamp on the club to feel like he's making a, a dent. Um, dang, dude. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really in straight up blame mode because right now I want to see what happens. But I don't, I think it'll be phenomenal. <laughs> Leaving me to do that. Hey, it's the little Roberto for you. I I think it would be phenomenal <laughs> if phenomenal. Uh, if if uh, Rafa finds a way, if Benitez finds a way to um, get through November and December and get through fest- festive period without just. I mean, this schedule looks bad for us. Yeah, doesn't look great. Yeah, and with, it's it, with a yeah. bunch of injuries potentially. And we're thin already. Doesn't look great, man. Yeah. 
Um, I'm starting to, I think there is some truth to, I think just throughout the entire organization of Everton football club, there's just not, there's no culture. There's nothing that Everton can look to and be like, this is what Everton football club is about. Mm. Um, We obviously have our club motto, but Everton really haven't been about that club motto in years, decades. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just the truth, you know, and it's a, it's a hard motto to live up to. And I'm not saying that Everton should build, you know, like build a, a culture around this is what the club needs to be. A lot of people would argue that, that that's exactly what they need to do. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of issues from top to bottom. I think there's issues with the under 23 manager and the way he works. I think there's issues with board members and the way that they're working. I think there's an issue with recruitment and how there's too many people involved too many too many people wanting input too many people wanting their own things you know um I do think that Rafa has gotten especially I I do think that Rafa got it wrong with his substitutions in this past match against Watford I think there were some mistakes there and then you got to look at the players the players I mean god like show some pride show some pride would you you're playing at home against so, one of the worst teams in the league, and and all they did was tie the game. That's all they did. The, the match was tied. You had 20 minutes, 15 minutes to go on and, and find a third and find a winner, and instead you went in the complete opposite direction, lost your heads, forgot about all tactics, threw all tactics out the window, and gave up three more goals after that in 20 minutes. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing, and everyone needs to be embarrassed. The only ones you've heard some, the only ones you've heard from are Luca Dean. I've heard from him. I saw him, and I think Richarlison said something, and I haven't seen a word out of anyone else. Hmm. Not even the normal Seamus Coleman. We need to be better. Speech, which yeah. everyone was waiting for on Monday or whatever. We never saw it though. So yeah, it's just I. I think there's an issue from top to bottom. I don't think it's, I don't think it's enough to like sink Everton or anything like that, but like, it's, yeah. it's certainly concerning. It's a, it's, it's, this weekend was a big eye opener for me. I, I feel like I have had blinders on for, for eight seasons where I was just kind of positive, 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 no matter what the result was. I've absolutely been there. And then this result was just bam, earth shattering, I hit the ground like where have I been for eight years? Yeah, like for me, it's just about composure. There's I the more I learn about like sports psychology, you know, uh, because I, I feel like I don't know, the I, I, I like learning about it. You know what I mean? I think it's fascinating. I've got yeah, two kids who are athletes and I want to do my best to try to help give them confidence because self-belief confidence um they're big and once you start like panicking you know what i mean once you start thinking oh gosh i don't want to lose oh gosh i don't want to lose oh gosh i don't want to lose right you're like not you're not present anymore and it's really hard to be composed and to be as calm on the ball and uh, and to just sit there and just calmly 
be able to defend when you're the last man. You know, it's hard. Um, to me, that was, I think we, uh, you, we just had some players with the, a really defeated mindset. They just weren't very composed and they didn't want to lose. They were playing to not lose at that moment. And I didn't see that the whole rest of the game. I, thought I saw a sloppy game with a couple of good moments from us, you know? Um, but I saw some worried guys, some very worried guys there, um, which is interesting from professional, professional footballers. Yeah. You know, it's a really, it's a really strange thing. Professional footballers, a lot of times have conquered a lot of that stuff, yes. but it's, it is the kind of thing that can infect a team, infect an organization. Right. So, so yeah, man, uh, I don't think, I don't think it's going to look like this next game. I don't, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, this was, this was embarrassing and you're right. You're right. I just like, I, I don't know moments like this. I like to try to be specific about the football. Try to be specific about the play. Uh, what happened here? What happened here? There were just trends of panic. Yeah. You know, and that was my main trend. That's what I was looking for in this one. Trends of panic. And, and that's, I mean, that, that led to collapse and just freak out. And it's it's not a positive thing. You hate watching your team. Uh, and I can't imagine what it's like to go through it. Yeah. Gotta be terrible. Yeah. Um, and finding a way to shake that for your next one they're pros though they should be able to handle it right yeah but wolves coming up should be able to crack through can i can i quickly ask you one question yeah uh, to slightly wade out of the mire anybody have a good game for you oh my god <laughs> um i thought anthony gordon was okay that's mine um <laughs> That's fine. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, like pretty great game. I mean, like, look, no. he he was okay. Like he he didn't. His build up play to the first goal was phenomenal. I thought you know he had a couple of other good moments where he was playing some one two football. Um, he connected play really well. You know he was aggressive. Uh, you know I I thought he looked really confident. It was cool. It was I, thought I thought Damari Gray was okay again but he went missing for long spells of that game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Andros Townsend was nowhere to be found. He was nowhere to be found. My, my oldest was watching the game over my shoulder in the second half. And he just says, why are we, why do we keep giving the ball away? Ah, yeah. You're asking me. And what was Jordan Pickford doing? What was Jordan Pickford doing in that game? He just kicked it out of bounds all game long. I'm like, hey, Jordan, and then, and then keep it in, please. Laughs. You know, and I think that's his way of trying to stay up here and not feel defeated. He's just like, ah. It wasn't you know, windy. But- like, it wasn't even windy. Like, keep the damn ball on the pitch, please. Quit kicking it directly out of bounds. Hmm. Maddening. It was just some a, good stops, I, though. Yeah, yeah, a couple of really good saves in that game from Jordan Pickford. For everything else, was terrible. Yeah. 
let's move on jerry we gotta get it's pretty yeah it's past this when i when i think about how many like we just gave away just a yeah it was already a sloppy scrappy game (sighs) ugly and the referee was sort of dog shit and say it i mean um but not the reason just not not the reason we lost um, that yellow card for Allen was rubbish. It's just rubbish. Did he dive? Yeah, sure. But you can give out a million yellow cards for diving throughout an entire match of football. So whatever. Um, any any uh, final thoughts? Anything at all? Are you ready to move on? Be better on Monday. Just be better on Monday. It's not hard. You, you've got a very low bar to meet on Monday. Be better. Don't don't lose. Please just you can't lose on Monday. That's it. That's all I've got. All right. All right. So mailbag time. Yes. Let, let us never speak of that again. Yes. Um, so we're gonna start the mailbag with a moment with Bowsy Toffee Tits. Aaron. Um I'm going to go, so funny story, our normal Toffee Blues admin puts out a, his name is John, I always refer to him as Toffee Blues John on here, um, he's absolute, you know, master of all things social media, master of the Toffee Blues brand, he's just kind of, yeah, um, so he was in an area that today where he had no internet. So he couldn't put out the post to request questions of everyone. So he had some help from somebody who always steps up, uh, Thomas, who you see show up sometimes on Toffee Blues videos. Uh, He's awesome, super cool guy. Um, Thomas stepped in and uh, he's been in class all day long and he quickly put out the the first post for, to, to request questions and the only person who responded quickly enough before he could delete it because there was a mistake <laughs> on it the only person quickly quick enough was aaron free mr B- mr bowser ah, himself aaron. aaron is on it always always on it um and so so i only mentioned this because it's funny not to sit there and like call out my man thomas yeah, no, Thomas, you're good. You're good, awesome. Thomas. You're he's a great such lad. A, such an awesome guy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the message actually said, you know, uh, let's see if I get this right here. I can find it. Oh, no, it's been deleted. That's right. So it was basically Jerry's going to be joined by Chris from at Jake Holton 12, right? So it was, you know, it was some confusion mixing <laughs> last week's guest with this week's guest. It happens, whatever. And Aaron chimes in really quick, asking his questions. And the final question is, is Chris from Jake Holton from at Jake Holton 12, like Jake from State Farm in an alternate universe? And uh, I like the idea of at Jake Holton 12 being a brand. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> So the idea of somebody, somebody saying, "Hey, hey, how's it going? I'm Jerry from uh, from uh, from Edge Colton. Well, yeah, good to good to meet you. Uh, 
We do. We do uh, uh, all things that don't like star, stars and stripes kits. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's right. Talk to you. Uh, but yeah, that was. Aaron said he really wanted to make sure that stayed in the show. He sent me a message, and I was like, "No, I'm absolutely mentioning it because shout. it's a it's a funny, silly little goof up, and we corrected it." But uh, whatever. Um, but Aaron's first question. Uh, do you play Richie up top, replacing Rondon, or out wide, replacing Gordon versus Wolves? Why, for the love of Alan Greenspan, does, does JPG not play ahead of Davis? How annoyed, or, uh, how annoyed are you with Everton, Everton's fixture changes ruining plans? So... That's the first question here, folks. Uh, do you play Richie up top replacing Rondon? Uh, in this Wolves match in, in particular, I think you're going to keep Rondon right where he's at, uh, anchoring up top. I'm not a fan of it. You guys aren't a fan of it. I, I know there is an argument out there from some that he's not being deployed properly, which is why he's been rather useless. And he has had a few moments where you're like, that's what he's there for, where he's just kind of backed into a guy, held his ground and got the ball moving, which is, I think what they want most from Solomon Rondon. Although a goal, one goal would be nice. One that'd be grand. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Richarlison, I think, should come in for um, Anthony Gordon. I think he's going to need to help Luka Dean out with Adama Traore as much as possible. And as much as I like Anthony Gordon, he is absolutely no physical match for Adama Traore. We saw a couple times in that match where Anthony Gordon just kind of got pushed over and it was really easy for defenders to just kind of bully him a little bit. Um and Adama Traore has got to be looking at, at that kind of tape and being like, I can exploit that really easily. So for me, um, Richarlison's not going to start up top because you're going to need his defensive capabilities to help out Luka Dean as much as possible. I think I agree. I think I agree. That's what I think is going to happen. I don't think uh, – I think Richarlison start. And I think Rondon will start. And I think Gordon will hit the bench, even though he played well. Yeah. Um, and at his age, not that big a deal. Yeah. Do I like the idea of playing hot players that are all doing well? Yeah. Yeah. But it's all it's also uh, one of the things about Rondon. Uh, if, I would just love to actually see him, um, if, us actually putting some some balls to him in positions where he can score. Um, he's just sort of, I, I see him isolated a lot of times. And to be honest with you, I don't see him winning as many 50-50s or aerial duels as his stats indicate. It's crazy. I don't understand how he's won that many aerial duels in the Wolves game. I didn't see him win many at all. Not the Wolves game, sorry. The Watford, Watford game. game, yeah. I didn't see him win many at all. I literally had an eye on it because I saw that stat about him Winning so many aerial duels this season, and I just didn't see him. I saw him his stats often. His stats are crazy. Yeah, his stats are really good for like a striker trying to play others in, <coughs> but it's just not going coming off at all. Yeah. So, I, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, and it, it may be the smartest thing 
I don't know. I, I don't like the idea of having too many of the same type of player playing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's my that's my issue. The cool thing about Rondon is he is a different type of body, different type of player. So I I totally get why you're asking that, Aaron. And uh, my first reaction when you asked that question, I was, I was like, yes, you're right. But um, anyway, why, why uh, his second question, why is uh, Gabami not playing ahead of Davies? Man, if I had an answer to that question, I would certainly give it, but it is mind-numbingly frustrating. I tweeted at, <laughs> I tweeted at Patty Boylan and Greg O'Keefe today. I was like, is he a hundred percent? Like somebody, somebody please explain to me that this man is a hundred percent. And Patty Boyle was like, yeah, he was training with the uh, first team leading up to that Wofford match. And I'm like, okay, so now this is even more perplexing to me. Yeah. Um, even if you're not going to start him, why was he not coming off the bench when you took the lead two to one? I know a lot of a lot of people were all over that and I'm with them. I'm like, that is why? Why? I I find the Awobi substitution a little mystifying. Bring him on. He's that's why he's there. That's why he's on the bench. And if he is a hundred percent healthy, where is he? Why are we not using him? Well, we're just gonna let him sit on the bench and rot. Are we serious? Come on. He should be starting against Wolves. There's no doubt in my mind. Somebody needs to anchor because Alon likes to drift a lot. And if if Rafa Benitez is going to be stubborn and only play two in the midfield, you've got to have somebody who's steady in the midfield and is not going to drift all over the place because you know how Alon is. He'll drift out wide. He'll drift back. He'll drift up. And he'll just kind of chase the ball around a little bit. He'll just kind of drift out of the midfield and then it gets kind of overrun which we saw against Watford where they had three players in the midfield and we only had two and it was just it was too much it's so frustrating because he I I feel like he's good enough to start he's definitely good enough to start and now he's finally healthy and we've been waiting for him to be healthy for all this time and now he's still not playing and it's over Tom Davis and I love Tom Davis Nobody else does, but I love him. I love him. But he shouldn't be starting over John Philippe Gavaman. Like, n- never. For me, it's situational. I w- I w- there are times when I would start Tom over him, and there are times when I wouldn't. Um, uh, the only thing that I can think in this instance is that uh, Gabamin, because of his injury history, um, there's a couple of things that I feel like he probably has to convince Benitez of. One of them is his actual ability to be able to play in a Premier League game. You know what I mean? And to be able to last. Um, and the other, the only other thing is Tom Davies must be doing something in training that Benitez approves of. You know? Uh, I, and I want to be clear. I don't think Davies was the worst player on our team the other day. You know? I think... I just missed an athletic presence that DeCore brings. DeCore's presence is strong. He is rapid and he's constantly working. I don't know that we're going to get the movement forward out of Gabamin that, you know, DeCore brings, right? 
I don't think he carries the ball as well as Zachary does, but I don't think many do. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I actually, I don't know. I don't actually know the answer to this. Um, if you're go- if you're trying to play more defensive, you play Gabami. If you're trying to work on on sparking a counterattack, I would trust Davies to get the ball qu- uh, forward quicker uh, and and more uh, more on point. You know, so that's the only answer that I have for that particular game. Would it surprise me if Gabami starts next game? Nope. It would not he better. Me. Yeah, he better. You, you, you got to do something. You got to do something to change that midfield because it just, it simply did not work against Watford. Yeah, I'm kind of, I just didn't think it was super efficient. For me, the, the, the failing was the, against Watford was the shitting their pants in the back. Um, just as far as like getting caught, everyone loading to ones and then just leaving someone in the middle. Um, so yeah, I didn't, but I also didn't necessarily think that the um, midfield was stunning and giving us a tremendous advantage. No. I'll tell you no. one thing that drove me crazy about Tom Davis in this match was some of those clearance attempts were just, he blasted okay, the ball is, right that at is a totally, Watford player. That I was totally so, valid. That angry. so valid. Why yeah. are you kicking it right at him? Would you? <sighs> That's super valid. God, he just, mm. A couple of times from just like you bonehead. What are you doing? Please do something basic, right? Please just go back to the basics. Somebody, please go back to the basics. Why are you all playing like you've never played football before? You're all confusing me. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, and really, the uh, and all I'm doing, by the way, because I don't. I think a lot of this stuff is is hard to defend. You know. I'm, le- I'm legit just trying to think, okay, how's the manager approaching this? What is the, because I, j- I don't think he's sitting there going, Hey, let me, let me screw with the fans. You know? Yeah. I think he's, I think he really does want to put the best, best chance of winning out there. Um, so yeah. Uh, but if he's concerned about the wolves attack, I, I do think we'll see Gabami out there. I do. I mean, this is this Wolves team is a bit informed now. They started out rough this season, and now they're kind well, we're about of rounding to, we're in. About to talk, we're about to talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. yeah. So, um, another Aaron question. Um, let's see here. You sent me one from him earlier today. By the way, and, he, he also said uh, uh, something about fixtures, right? That was the last bit of his last question. Oh, he, oh, he, oh, he was just saying that the fixtures are, yeah, scary. Oh, they're garbage. They're, they're, they're garbage. They changed another one today where we were going to play Leicester on the 20th of December. They're but ruining everybody's plans. Sunday, they've moved yeah. to Sunday the 19th, which is three days after we play at Chelsea. Yeah. There's that in addition right. to the fact that we're hardly playing any Saturdays. It's almost all like any day except for a Saturday. We don't have a Saturday match until January. Yeah. Which is just just great. But he the was the reason he's mentioning that. Over. The reason he mentioned that specific bit at the end of that question is that Aaron and I were supposed to hang out in December, um, which has been 
completely boned by the Premier League and their scheduling woes. So we were going to have a whole weekend, me and a couple of other guys and, and Aaron, we're going to hang out and tear up Cincinnati together. But nope, not anymore because the Premier League likes to rain on everyone's parade. Y'all need to hurry up and reschedule that stuff. Yeah, next year it's going, it's going 2022. We just got to get time. Yeah, you just got to get time, yeah. You can't keep, can't keep you two guys apart. Uh, so, it's, so uh, Aaron's other question that he asked you directly, your thoughts on Rafa's insistence on zonal marking works, uh, zonal marking at, at set pieces. Do you think Rafa made the wrong substitutions at the weekend? Well, we've already said that. But he specifically, Aaron, is asking, when we're 2-0 up or 2-1 up, uh, should we rather send on a center back or a DM to see the game off? Instead, brought on a Wobi, and we conceded four. Um, I I agree with the uh, yeah. I think there would have been a way to kind of uh, close. We need to bring in a closer. Yeah, someone to close. And uh, I am mystified by the subbing in of a Wobi. I would be. I'd love to see a Wobi play great. I just don't get the sub. We're two one up. Yeah, Damari Gray really struggling. Yeah, and, and he did say after the match that Damari Gray couldn't go 90 because he had, like, a cold or, or something mm. going on where he wasn't, like, super fit. He was dealing with some kind of illness. Um, and he said that Anthony Gordon can't go 90. Mm. So, you know, he so, had to bring both of those guys off. Wow. Well, we, we still have subs left, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we could have adjusted some formational stuff. I mean, how, I agree you, with that. I agree. Hell, with you could even brought Alan off if you wanted to. You could have brought Alan off. You could have put JPG in for Alan, who was on a yellow card already and wasn't doing much of really anything in the midfield. You could have brought him on. Now that would have left Tom Davies on the pitch, and I think he stayed. Did Tom Davies play the whole ninety? I don't remember. I have no idea. Did, I blacked did we ever, out. Did we ever send Rondon off? Did we ever send <laughs> no, Rondon out? No, Rondon played ninety. I know he so, played ninety. So that's that's the pick that I would have done. I, if you if you have to sub Damari Gray for Cold and you have to sub Gordon, cool. All right, I pull a striker off and and run with uh, three in the middle or a third center back. I I totally agree with that. I totally agree. You, with that. you could have done a million things and they didn't. He didn't do any of them. He just <laughs> he didn't do Strange. any of them. Ah, oh, maddening. Choices. Just maddening. Okay. Oh, and then the uh, and, zonal marking. Oh. Yeah, the zonal marking question about. Uh, I don't I thought have we a were lot past on this. this. I thought we were past this. I thought David Ancelotti came in and he fixed our set pieces. We were great last year on set pieces all season long. Rafa Benitez comes in and he's like, we're going back to pure zonal marking. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. And here we are again, seemingly giving up a, a, a goal on every set piece that we give away. I'm left holding my breath for every damn set piece that is within 20 yards of the box because I'm like, here we go. Somebody's going to be standing in the middle of the box wide open for a header. So, you know, we were talking about trends earlier. Yeah. That's a trend you cannot ignore. Can't no. Ignore 
No, he's got. There's no fix, way they're coaching. There's no way the coaching staff is ignoring. Scrap it. it. Scrap it right now. It has to stop. You can't because as I listened to the American Toffees podcast um, yesterday or the day before, and they brought up a really good point. If you're not doing pure zonal marking and Watford doesn't score the first goal, the very first goal, none of this happens. Yeah. None of it. Because Watford weren't going to create any chances from open play without scoring from a set piece. Yep. It just it was never going to happen. I'm annoyed. I'm just annoyed with zonal marking. I'm annoyed with all of that Watford nonsense. Watford. Ugh. <laughs> so, next question from Paul McAllister, one of the brothers McAllister. Yes. Uh, Toffee Blues contributor. Good fella. Overall, good fella. Uh, Paul asks, good lad. Eighth, eighth, eighth place as our final league position with no cup run and no European football next season. Would you take that in light of the last couple of results? Would, it would be a stable season, but a very joyless one. Good or bad for Rafa's first full campaign? I think we're headed towards about what he just laid out anyway. We're not going to make a cup run in the FA Cup. Not a chance. Oh, I've, I've been a part of, in eight seasons, I've had one deep cup run, and it was an FA Cup semifinal that we lost to Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, so we're not making a cup run. I'm just going to crush that dream now. That's not happening. I don't think we're deep enough. No, not even close. Not even close. Because we're going to put Begovic back in goal for a cup run, really? Asmir Begovic, who gave up eight penalties to QPR, who scored one against Sunderland yesterday. One. QPR scored one, one goal in their penalty shootout against Sunderland yesterday and lost on penalties to Sunderland. So no cup run, which, fine, whatever. That's been my entire existence as an Everton supporter. I don't know what a cup run is. Um, eighth place would be fine. I'd be fine with that. Just give me to 40 at this point. You know what? Just give me to 40 and the rest is gravy at this point. I, I'm just, they're not deep. They don't have, you know, without Abdullah Decore and without Dominic Calvert-Lewin, we're re- reply, you know, uh, relying on Solomon Rondon and Richarlison and Damari Gray and Andros Townsend for goals. And, you know, Damari has been a bit stifled since he was off to his super hot streak. Um, I'm sure he'll get among the goals again. I don't have any doubts about that. He's really good and he can drive it at defenses. Um, Richarlison looked good. He looked good when he came on against Watford he was a really bright spot uh, that I enjoyed you know watching Mm -hmm. provided a spark that was fun but man they just they're not deep enough for anything Uh, eighth place is about what I expect at this point yeah it's not fun it's not going to be a fun season I don't I don't see any way where they challenge for any top six spots like it's just it's not realistic so I'll I'll just go ahead and say um I don't like eighth. You know, nobody we've, likes we eighth. Had, we had that's what I mean. We've had some qual- we had some quality wins earlier where we were finding ways to dig deep, do what we need to do. Right? Saw some saw us do some things that uh, that I was impressed with when we're healthy. I 
I'm going to be apathetic about eighth, and I don't want to be. Nobody you know likes I mean? eighth. Nobody and wants see, to finish eighth. So that's why I'm going to say I don't. I mean, how fair do I want to be to Rafa if we finish eighth? I, I, I don't like it. You know, it's uh, fine. I just, oh, I it's fine, I guess. Like, what's he supposed I, to do? Turn that's in, what I mean. Like, they're, they're asking him to turn water into wine. Like, it's impossible. He had $1.4 million to, to, as, a, as, a, as a transfer budget in the summertime. That's the lowest in the Premier League. If you mm-hmm. finish eighth, that's about a miracle. Yeah. We, I mean, so that's we, finished true. On, we finished on 59 points last year, which should have been good enough for a European spot. And instead, we finished in 10th or 11th so, or whatever it was. So, so I'm actually hearing in the, in the back of my mind, uh, one of the one of our uh, people who watch who's watched the show for a while, uh, Pete Needham. I feel like he's really been talking about just the fact that just everything's not good enough. Period. You know, and so I suppose you finish eighth with players that are not good enough. You know, it, one could see it as an accomplishment. I don't. I just don't like seeing it like that, man. Yeah, uh, just, I don't like, know. Like, here, here's the thing. I am going to be naive, okay? I'm just, I'm choosing to be naive and say that I don't care. (laughs) I feel like our last game was not due to lack of depth. It was due to just straight up piss pants, okay? We straight up collapsed. Yep. All right? And that should not have happened. All right? And I honestly, genuinely feel like and a lot of times i feel like our manager <coughs> demands more than that he does he demands more than that and so i don't think that's going to be the regular i don't think that's going to be the norm so paul i'm just going to say it it's not good enough for me screw that uh, i don't I, I cup run i don't think we're deep enough for and it's naive as crap cup, for me to say that that eight, that eighth is not good enough for me i don't care i'm willfully being naive and ignorant and saying, I don't want eighth because I want more for this club. Screw it. And I'm going to be pissed off if we're eighth with nothing because earlier in the season, I thought we could do it because Rafa made me a believer. Eighth. Yeah. Cup run. So sick of hearing about cup runs. I'm so I agree. Sick. No, I, I'm I so agree sick. I'm so sick about hearing about cup runs. Oh, we're going to make a cup run this year. Like, bullshit. We are not making a cup run. Anytime soon. So I'm so tired of it. Two questions left. One from Jacob Ritchie, who is one of the one of our another Toffee Blues contributor who comes yes. on to the show yes, often. Yes, yes. Um, the the pride of Tennessee, Jacob okay. Ritchie. Uh, would love to hear both you fellas' reaction to the four Watford goals in 15 minutes. I stood there the whole time and I couldn't stop laughing. You know, some people got to deal with, yeah. Yeah, you already said yours, all right? Um, I was in a a public space Ah. with children. Ah. Uh, I was at a soccer tournament, and we were all out to lunch together. Uh, And my reaction was to drink more beer. Because I had a guy, a friend of mine from London, down who's an Arsenal supporter, but when he heard the score, he was laughing, and I was like, why would you do that? Why would you hurt the feelings? What's the deal with that? So, yeah, 
I just drank more. That was my reaction. Drink. Southerners. Drink. After the yeah, second one went in, I was, I was silent. I just kind of like, I stood there in like stunned disbelief. I'm like, can we seriously, can we seriously just blow the lead to Watford a second time? A second time. And then the third one went in and I was like, uh-oh, here we go. I was like, as they're like in the build up to the third one, I'm like, don't do this. I'm saying out loud, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do it. Third one goes in. I'm like, you. And then the fourth one went in and I went ballistic and left. Just, I'm just saying, you know, your recreation just then seemed very realistic. I think you uh, it's good acting. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that was my reaction to the, the four goal barrage. Yeah, that was. Jesus. So uh, Connor Williams, another good guy, Coffee Blues contributor, uh, overall rad fella, uh, said, saw a few saying that in one half hour, everything Rafa had built has gone back to square one. Wanted to know your thoughts on this and how we should move forward. For me, that's not the case. For me, that's not the case. Yeah. You know, I get, I get other people, people are pissed off. A five-two loss to God, Watford I'm mad. do that to you. Yeah, they're they're, they're not. I, I I get it. Um, I'm usually not a uh, super reactionary guy. You know, I can get pissed, but usually in hindsight, I can calm down and say, okay, let's let's consider some things. Um, but it doesn't mean that people who are reacting are wrong necessarily. Um, they're given a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, it's just uh, I'm. I don't think we're back at square one for that yet. Yeah, I think that's fair. Think? Um, yeah. not back at square run, but we have been knocked down many pegs from where we were. Mm. This team looks soft. Um, mm. this team looks beatable by. If any team in the league is looking at us now, they're looking at us like we can beat that team. We know how to beat that team. And it's just, you know, it's it's a far cry from where we were after that Manchester United match, right? That I, I tweeted out today or yesterday, or I don't remember what day it was. All the days are blending together now. Um, the Andros Townsend counterattack goal feels like it was five years ago at this point. It does. It really does. That, that goal was like the peak of the season so far where we were like, we can take on anyone. We can take mm-hmm. on absolutely anyone because you could have made a case that Everton should have won that game and mm-hmm. they probably should have. Yeah. And, and now, <laughs> now we're looking at the next five matches and everyone's like, where are we going to get a point? Where's our next point going to come from? Mm-hmm. That was three weeks ago, or however long. How, how I don't know. Maybe a month ago. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't that long ago. <laughs> and now it's a completely different feel. It's a completely different vibe. I'd be I'd be really curious to see what preparation has been like for Rafa Benitez and his players this week. I, I'd be really curious to see what 
what they've kind of been going through because you have to change something after that match. Yeah. Preparations have to change. Mentalities have to change. Everything, not everything, but a lot of stuff has to change when losses like that happen to bad teams. And yeah. fair play to Watford, but they're a bad team. They're a bad team. They're not good. They're going to be fighting relegation all year. Like, that's just where they're going to be. Okay. But, like, we're not back to square one. But man, have we been knocked down many pegs. Yeah. I would agree. And there's negative energy happening right now. Yeah. And I think it's happening with the team too. So you have a collapse like that. It's hard to get that out of your mind for the next game. So agreed. um, Last question from Toffee, Toffee Blues, John. There's actually three. This is two questions. Okay. The first one, if you were on death row, what would your final meal be? Wow. Go ahead. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to go with like a really Cincinnati answer and I'll just eat some skyline chili. Like give me, give me two cheese conies with no onion and no mustard and, um, and a three-way, a regular three-way will be great. We grand for those of you who don't are not aware. I'm not talking about, um, like the three-way that you are akin to. No, that's, this is a, a family show. Thank you. No, a three-way is, as followed, spaghetti, Cincinnati-style chili, and a mountain of cheese on top of that. That is what a three-way is. Wow. I'm going to have to go to this. I'm going to yes. have to go to this place at some point. Yes, yes. No, it's, it's a, a culinary um, masterpiece is what it is. Right on. <sighs> this is a really hard question. Um, I think uh, see, my, my instinct was to go with like an eight foot long sandwich you know what I mean because <laughs> if you're on death row you're like I gotta finish the sandwich I gotta finish my meal and it did take you a long time and finally you know when it's over yeah. you know maybe yeah, you're dead yeah. anyway uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> um, you know but um you know, I really like uh, duck. I like duck and a glass of red wine. A cheese yep. sandwich. A cheese sandwich. <laughs> I like duck cooked medium <laughs> rare. Duck cooked medium rare, crispy on the outside and skin. That's my. Nice, that's one nice, of my go-to. Nice. That's one of my go-to. So yeah. Um, a nice cabernet to wash it down. Uh that's a great that's another great question usually i want to go with a pinot noir with a duck because duck tends to be a little little stronger sometimes so you know something a little thinner wine wise yeah anyway um last question three so this is hard as hell by the way three celebrities or footballers dead or alive you can bring to a dinner celebrities or i think right now i yeah. Okay. So I'm, I think I might stick with. I think I might stick with. Uh, never mind. I'll do a mix of both. Okay. So Tom Davies, I would love to hang out with. I think Tom Davies would be an absolute blast of a human being. He he seems genuinely funny. He's very. Mm-hmm. He seems like a very normal person. So he, you know he'd be easy to talk to. He's not like you know one of these stuck up. Oh, I'm a footballer type people. Yeah. Like he's literally like skateboarding around Liverpool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. 
in, in every video he's in for Everton, he's he's genuinely funny. So uh, Tom Davies is up there. We've talked about this man before on this show. Um, Keanu Reeves would be great to hang out with. I, I love Keanu Reeves. So I think he, him having him at it, he's a very interesting person. He mm-hmm. also seems very normal. Um, so Keanu Reeves, I think, was up there now. Now i got to figure out a third one. Um, I think Jordan Pickford would be fun to have at like a, a dinner. He seems kind of wild, right? The idea of getting the rave on during dinners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so I think that'd be, I think I was, I was either, I was between him and having Dom and Tom together at a dinner. That'd be great too. Mm-hmm. Right. This is hard. This is hard. Uh, it's very, yeah. Three, three is not very many. Cause I do want to go with like one Everton representative and uh, part of me is like Leighton Baines right because Leighton Baines is like oh seems wow. like the cool, coolest even, guy man, ever I man I can't believe I left Leighton Baines off man that's a, that's just weak you know that's and and by and uh Cahill seems amazing as well by the way um I'd really I have you know the Tom Davies connection you know uh you know it's hard to say no to that because the guy sent me a video so I'm like at least I could do is get a dinner um so uh yeah um but i i my initial thought was leighton baines so you know go leighton baines um there's so there's one um if he were still alive i would say orson wells okay um which is either orson orson wells or no no Uh, hmm this is hard uh yeah orson welles just seems like he'd be hilarious and he would just no he'd be scary no i can't do orson welles he'd be scary <laughs> he'd be so mean to everybody uh no it's like my i had a professor at school who's actually a famous guy too peter bogdanovich and he used to live with orson welles and he knew him really well he tells these crazy stories about the guy no nah, i can't go to uh i do have to have a film director though so i'm gonna go federico fellini my uh italian my favorite italian director uh, or favorite my favorite director ever period um, about manuel fellini uh, <laughs> and then i part of me wants to find like uh, a writer or a comedian or something but i feel like so many comedians man if george carlin if george carlin would have been alive that would have been he'd be up there old george carlin yeah um you know, actor-wise, uh, you know that dude like Camille Nanjani, the guy who's in Eternals, who's who's like a he, he seems awesome. Yeah, he seems yeah. great. He was he really seems... great in uh, Silicon Valley. He's great. Yeah. He's great in that. He's good in everything. I've ever show. seen him. He just seems like a genuinely funny guy. Uh, also, really like Ryan ripped. Re- I like Ryan Reynolds as well. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. You know, an cool. owner of a football club, eh? Which is crazy, right? Uh, and I mentioned yeah, him and him and yeah, both those guys just went over to Wrexham for the first time uh, yesterday. Yeah. Saw that. whatever that was. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to Bill Murray. I'm saying a lot of dudes though. Bill Murray, um, yes. I'm gonna say I'm saying a lot of dudes. Let me let me mention Gilletta Massina was uh, was uh, Fellini's wife, and she was this great comedic actress. She seems like because he cheated on her like repeatedly. So I feel like she would be, and she's like hilarious. She just seemed like a genuinely 
great person. So I, yeah, I would say her. Anna Kendrick, I feel like would be a good one. Agreed. Agreed. She seems freaking awesome. Um, she, she seems like a good person, kind of mm-hmm. just like a normal person too, who just happens to be like an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's, there's too many. John, this question is really hard. There's, yeah, there's too many. There's just too many people. You know, because uh, you're talking like, oh, you know who else I really like? Um, Javier Bardem. Okay. The dude who played Anton Chigurh, uh in uh, No Country for Old Men. Also, huge fan. Yes. Of, uh, oh, God, what's his name? From uh, There Will Be Blood. Uh, and. Uh, it's like it's like my favorite actor daniel day lewis daniel day lewis yeah daniel day lewis i would yeah i'd probably be a, yeah so there's too many i i'm a freaking this is the worst question many. to ask me oh, way way too many way too many man i feel like john john here's the deal you need to ask us this again and it's our job to trim this list down okay because i didn't even mention <laughs> writer. I didn't even put a writer on there. That sucks. Yeah. Or, yeah. So anyway, we need to do better now. Anyway, we got to move on. Uh, Wolves preview. Um, current form, 11th in the table. You got 13 points. They're 4-1-4. Four, and four. They most recently drew 1-1 one, one with Leeds. Before that, they uh, beat Villa 3-2. Before that, they beat Newcastle 2-1. Um, I mean, new manager this year. I feel like they're starting to find their stride under the manager. Um, and, uh, if you're just, if you just like humans overcoming adversity, Raul Jimenez is a good story. Yep. So, throwing that out there. Yep, He really is. He, even though he did almost come here at one point, apparently, um, I remember if, you believe, that. if you believe rumors, um, and everybody tends to like, uh, Ruben Neves as a player. He's awesome. Um, whatever. <laughs> He's good. Ruben Nevis. You don't like him? You don't think he's a good player? No, I don't. No, I think he's a fine, he's a decent enough player, but he's he's overrated. I'm sick of Ruben Nevis. <laughs> oh, wow. Shots fired, Jake. Yeah. He's sick of Ruben Nevis. Yeah, he's Wolf, overrated. Wolf, man, Wolves. Wolves supporters are going to be in my mentions. They're going to be all over me. Let me tell you. Eh. Eh. I said a weird, innocuous thing about Watford, and they their fan base jumped all over my tweet one time. This is the strangest thing. Strange things happen on Twitter, Jerry. Just you this say is one why thing. I don't tweet and, much, man. This is why I don't. The tweet wrong much. person will catch wind of it, and then they'll just it, it'll just turn into this giant thread. Where 18 people are fighting in the mentions, you're just looking at it like, what am I supposed to do with this? I just don't have time anyway, for the discourse. Go. I just don't have time for the right. discourse on Twitter. The back and forth. I like just say stuff like and friendly, walk away. If they're like friendly and they want to talk, you know, and they're like, hey, I disagree with this. Hey, let's have a conversation. Cool. Let's do that. But, you know, life's too short to listen to, you know, like, I don't know, to get approached by random Watford fans and who, who you know yeah. don't like your view because you're American. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, moving um, on. So uh, seems like they they're continuing to run their three in the back system. 
Um, uh, they've got, speaking of a player who is always a handful, even though you can't get a grasp on him because they oil him up every game, uh, Traore. Uh, but you know, the thing about Traore is, nope, not going to say it. No gonna, not not going to jinx it. He's a very good it. player who's, who, who's in product is, is great. Here we go. The internet is going to love this. God, the internet. The internet is going to be, it, Twitter is going to be alight with, oh, Adama Hatriore hasn't scored a goal in eight years, which means he's going to score four against see, Everton. That's, and and you know we're going to see people reading that. That's why I'm saying, what a good player. God. I said I literally said this when Josh King scored the first goal on Saturday. I'm like, I hate it when the internet is right. I hate it. And then they were super right because he got a hat trick and the man hasn't scored in forever. Well, I hate it when the internet is right. Last week, Chris and I, Chris from Gateway Toffees and I, we we both picked us to beat Watford. We neither one of us really considered the idea of losing. And after we did that. I paused a second and go, you know, every time we do this, every time we, it, it always bites <laughs> us in the butt. I was like, every yeah. time. So yeah. anyway, so, so, you see, so as far as our starters go, yeah. do, do you think Davies gets the nod again? No, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think he does. Um, I'd be surprised. I think you got to. Personally, I'd switch up the formation even. I'd go 4-2-3-1 and have Alon and JPG kind of hold it down right in front of the center backs, just kind of give that mm-hmm. back line a, bit, a little, little bit more stability so that things aren't wide open if they hit on a counterattack. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They'll go with the same formation we've been kind of playing with all year long, which is uh, kind of Rafa being stubborn, which is kind of his MO. Um, but I do think... John Philippe Gabemin or Andre Gomez will come in for Tom Davies because it seems like Andre Gomez is on track to be healthy enough to start on Monday, which, you know, depending on who you ask is a good thing or a bad thing. Um, yeah. Personally, I think you need a little bit more stability next to Alon. You can't have two midfielders who like <laughs> to kind of just drift around and be kind of loose in the midfield. You're going to need a, a solid steadfast midfield to kind of mm. combat wolves a little bit because they're 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 also going to be able to outnumber you in the midfield with the the formation that they run so I, I think having two in the midfield two pivoting midfielders is kind of a big risk against wolves but we'll see yeah it would not shock me to see david start no no i i don't think he's done enough but it wouldn't shock me to see him again no not at all which is unfortunate. I don't know that he's been like bad enough. Like I didn't, I didn't think he was as bad as a lot of people said. I, I think it was sort of a, we want to point at someone, you know. But the points you brought up earlier, pretty valid as far as like clearances and giving the ball away a little cheaply at times. But you know, I thought we saw a work rate. I just don't think we have enough athleticism with him. That's my thing. I like a big, another big body. I like having a big body in the middle if you can. A big Gee. physical presence. It's almost like Jake, we've got something like that. Yeah, on the bench. right. And that's the thing. I like, I like having uh, that in contrast. If, if you got a player, I feel like 
Alan and Davis do some of the similar, some similar things on the field. Um, and I wish they were different, more different. Uh, but anyway, um, is Mina available? I, I don't know. I haven't really heard anything about Yuri Mina um, leading up this. I never really heard how serious his hamstring issue was. Uh, it didn't sound like it was very serious. Like it just sounded like he was maybe being held out of Saturday's match because he just wasn't fit enough, which isn't, shouldn't be too surprising because he came back awfully quick from that international break and played right away in that West Ham match, which was probably part of the issue. He had just played not too terribly long before that mm-hmm. for Colombia, So maybe should have left him out against West Ham instead of playing him right away and maybe he would have been available for you know Watford and maybe that match goes a different way maybe not I don't know um I think he'll be available it's just on a gut feeling I think it didn't didn't really seem that his hamstring injury was really that severe so yeah I don't know I I've got a sneaking suspicion we're gonna see a similar lineup to what we just saw, except Richarlison comes in for Jordan. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I, I could, I mean, we're going to see the same formation. We're not going to see a formation switch. Um, um, we're still going to see zonal marking. We're still going to see that pure zonal marking garbage, um, which will be miserable. I mean, uh, people are going to start targeting us if they haven't already. I feel like they are. I feel like they are. I mean, you gotta you gotta take a look at that as like an opposing team and be like, look, they're giving us an easy goal. Just stand here. Just stand in this spot where there's gonna be nobody, and you'll have a free header. Let's send numbers to this one spot. You know, they can't they can't mark all of us. One well, guy the, can't mark all of us right here. Part of yeah. the issue is Godfrey's not a high jumper. He's not a he doesn't get up like Yuri Mina does, and like even even Michael Keane. Michael Keane's got a great heading clearance numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Godfrey, he just seems to get out-jumped by everybody. Yeah. He got out-jumped by Charlie Austin in that cup. Do you remember that? Yes. That was, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Also, guy had COVID. Yeah. So yeah. There's, some, there's some recovery-based stuff there too. But yeah, that seems weird. I would agree. That's weird when that happens. Um, what's the prediction for you? Two zero to Wolves. I think two zero to Wolves. I think it's. I'm picking a two one loss. I think it's just going to be shock and awe. They're, they're just they're not going to be fully recovered from their licking at the hands of Watford at home, and it's just going to be another ugly loss where they they don't look like they're in control at all during the match and it's just you know goals are going to be tough to come by and, and wolves are hit us on a couple of counter attacks and we just we just won't have an answer um i am really hoping this is one of those where we're expecting everton to um look terrible and they uh they find a way to grit something out that's what i'm hoping uh i would love to see more of uh, Benitez's, you know, managerial chops, um, you know, find a way to kind of uh, 
you know, make a, make chicken salad out of a little bit of a chicken shite. <laughs> it's at Wolves, um, right? It's not at home. I believe so. Mm. Um, yeah, that makes it even worse. Find that makes out. It even worse. I mean, this is this is a Wolves team that's could very easily have yeah, won away. three matches in a row. Yeah, no. I don't like those chances at all. Not at all. This is a Wolves team that very easily could have won three in a row if it weren't for a late Leeds penalty. But, yep. yeah, I, no confidence at all. All right. So anything else on this? Uh, nope. I don't, think, uh, I don't think I've got anything else. I think I've, you know, fully released what I have been building up since Saturday. Um, it felt good. God, it did it feel good. Um, before we end, I would like to give a shout out. One shout out. Um, the MLS season is over pretty much. We've uh, After tonight, which FC Cincinnati lost in embarrassing fashion as well. Um, they were up three to one and ended up losing six to three, which is just grand. Um, that's familiar. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Uh, shout out to the FC Cincinnati social people you know it's been a long tough season and they've had to deal with a lot and along with and and to the season ticket people who are trying to get people to re-up on their season tickets they've probably had a a rough go of it and they've probably heard a lot of 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 rough stuff so shout out to all of those people i know you guys don't get a whole lot of shout outs so thank you for all of you that you do thank you appreciate it well and i gotta be honest it's just a really that's a club like when they were in the lower level they had number one a terrific team and number two terrific support you know what i mean so it's a community that will rally around a team yeah it's a community that really values the sport they value uh they they value that club they just i think they wish there was some decisions uh going uh, differently yeah what it seems. agreed agreed so um yeah so good luck on turning that around, man. Yeah. And they, they got a new GM. And I mean that sincerely, not like the, <laughs> the ironically like, good luck with that shit, man. You know, I'm not. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a new GM who's got some actual experience in the MLS, so fingers crossed. Yes, I did. I did read about that. So, yeah. All right. Any other any other stuff to uh, to throw out there uh, besides, mm. hey, hey, people, go, uh, go check out uh, Cincinnati Toffees at uh, – the, Dana, Dana Gardens, Gardens, baby. Although we won't be there for many weekends because we, because there are no weekend matches for the most part. It's all weekday nonsense for Everton. Yeah. Yay! There, I mean, there will be some people there, but like you know, it ain't it yeah. ain't a normal crowd. Mm. Well, anyway, at some point that will be a thing, and you should go there and see. Should be there. Yes. Should be there, and and you'll see him. Flipping off the television, hopefully not. Yelling obscenities. Fiddlesticks. It's the first time that's ever happened to Everton with me. Yeah. Hopefully the last. He normally keeps his language a little cleaner. It won't be the last. This is your eight. We've got like 60 more years of this nonsense. (laughs) At least. Uh, All right, Jake. Well, I'm going to wrap up. Thank you so much for coming on. For yes. Everybody else out there. It's great. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're digging what you're hearing and seeing, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel and or podcast. We really appreciate it. Check out the Toffee Blues website. There's all kinds of 
great written content on there from people like Jake Holton, uh, but also some other some other cool guys on there. Just all things Everton, some good stuff. Um, and uh, you know, Toffee Blues John is the one who the head honcho putting it all together. Uh, so mad uh, respect there. Um, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I, I think that's all the, the social media platforms that they're on. Um, yeah, and that's it. Um, fingers crossed this, uh, this Monday is not, uh, uh, the same type of shit show. If nothing else, maybe a new kind of shit show. Hey, <laughs> eh? at least yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. All right. For sure. Um, you know, don't lose all hope, everybody. Don't lose all hope. Maybe it's going to be all right. So, you know, I'll say that now. And then if it's, if it is that shit show on Monday, just come at me and say, Jerry, you said maybe not, and you were wrong. And I'll say, you're right, guys. And if you were here, I'd hug you. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, anyway, Jerry. Good stuff, let's, buddy. Let's get those three points on Monday, everybody. Much love to you. Jake, it's good to talk to you, my man. Thanks for coming always, on again. Always, always, always. Everybody else out there, have a good night. Take care of yourself. Try to fight the, try to keep the, the negative Nancys down. You're going to be all right. Okay. They're going to be okay. Let's That's do right. this. Much love, everybody. Bye.